This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. I'm Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business. It's a show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. Today, I'm going to be exploring the vibrant world of aquaculture, a sector that's at the forefront of sustainable food production and marine conservation. Uh, In the heart of Malaysia, YHL Aquatic, they're redefining the industry with their eco-friendly and innovative approach to farming marine life, particularly shrimp and oysters. Embracing advanced biotechnology and sustainable methods, YHL Aquatic is not just about providing high-quality seafood. They're about preserving our oceans and ensuring food security for future generations. This company's story is one of vision, innovation, and a commitment to the planet. Joining us today is Lo Yuan Heng, the founder and managing director of YHL Aquatic, here to share the story behind this venture. Welcome to the show, Lo. Hi, Richard. Thank How you are for you having me. It's, it's my pleasure. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. Very good. Yeah. Good. Let, let's talk about the beginning of the company then. Um, share with me the very beginning of the company and what inspired you to get into this industry originally. Okay. Uh, actually, it's a very funny idea that I involved in aquaculture. I involved in aquaculture start from oyster, not from stream. Okay. So initially, when I when I was uh, thirty years old, I would like to start on my own business, which is not uh, have any conflicts with my previous boss. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for something is uh, unpopular. But it's good prospect. Okay. So, so and uh, I have the chance to get in touch with the uh, oyster, wild oyster in Malaysia, which is during that time is uh, really unpopular. Nobody knows about this industry. Mm. So I look at it. This industry is good and uh, friendly to the environment and good prospect because nobody doing doing mm. it. And uh, so I try to learn it online. And then uh, I approached to the DOF, Department of Fisheries. Then uh, I get the question is like, they're asking young men, better you don't involve in this industry. Because since 1970s until now, nobody success in oyster industry in Malaysia. Really? Yes. So, but I never give out. So <laughs> I, I do my study. Then I approached to the uh, Fishery Research Institute in uh, Kedah, Pulau Sayak. So... I approached the officers and I would like to get a space for me to practice what I have learned from uh, mm. from online journals mm. and so on. So I'm so lucky that uh, those officers give me a chance to have uh, practicals, uh, hands-on in, in the labs. So and then I start involved in the aquaculture business. So you knew nothing about oysters originally you, you studied online uh, yes and, and then that seems like a very brave thing to do and a bit of a gamble right you can say that because nobody is successful before yeah so but during that times I don't know what's 
come where to come the courage for me to to involve in this. Yeah. But I think this is a good industry because mm. oyster actually is good for the environment. Mm-hmm. So it filter out all the all the planktons and so on. So and nobody compete in the industry. Were, you, were mm. you involved in this industry at all, like uh, fish industry or anything beforehand? No. Nothing no, at all? What, what was your background, if you don't mind me asking? I'm graduate from uh, UPM for food science. I see, okay. Yeah, so you're science. used to doing lab work as well? Uh, lab work is uh, common. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. So it's something you're familiar with? If you say lab works, yes, yeah. yes. I am familiar with the uh, labs, uh, equipments and so on. Doing research to me is... Uh, Quite simple, right? Yeah. Right. So, hang on. You're, you, this is the point where you're, you're doing oysters, and then it's not just oysters. Of course, you're now doing prawns, uh, shrimp, um, yes, big shrimp as well. Uh, yeah, king's king, king, king prawn. King prawn. How yeah. do you go from oysters to king prawn? You know, if you're already doing oysters successfully mm-hmm. and they're doing well, why do you feel the need that you should be doing king prawn as well? Mm-hmm. Actually, I started my oyster company in 2012. Right. So it's not successful. It's not successful. and uh, So the we, guy was right. Yeah, yeah, he's right. And yeah. I face many obstacles. Yeah. And because I start from a very small capitals yeah. uh, to, uh, to enter to this uh, oyster industry, you must have the uh, natural seed. So without the natural seed, you cannot survive. Mm-hmm. This industry cannot expand at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So this is what the reason why the oyster industry is cannot be a fruitful in, in Malaysia. Mm. Yeah. So we have the technology. I know how to how to breed the oyster, but I do need a commercial hatchery to do that. Mm. So I cannot depend on the laboratory skill to, to mm. expand this business. So to expand the hatchery, the construction time takes two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then the uh, breedings and cultivation for the oyster, it takes another one year. So we total need to have three years without mm. any income mm. when I start the business. So that's the reason I put this project on hold actually. I'm uh, in 2013, I'm so lucky that I, I get a piece of land, small land in Johor called Bayo Disaru. It's a state government uh, agency. Uh, and then I managed to get the uh, Bionexus status for this oyster company. Mm. Yeah, because I, I'm using, I have the skill to do the hatcheries works and then can produce seed for the oyster. So with this technology, yeah, so we get the tax-free status for this oyster company. But I don't have enough capital to kickstart this business. Right. Yeah, because you need a lot of funding yeah. for, for the infrastructures yeah. and so on. And three years without any income. Which is never a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I put this project on hold, actually. So until 2017, uh, and then I get some funding from my other missus, which is running, actually, after I put on hold of the project, I joined, I, I kickstart another company called Amplio Ingredients. So I start the supplements uh, mm. ingredients business. Mm. So this business, uh, I managed to, to earn some uh, uh, capitals. 
And then all my capitals, I pump in in 2017 for this project. Yeah, so that's why I kickstart the aquaculture yeah. uh, project. Means that initially it's only oyster hatchery. Mm. Yeah, and so, then you, how did you get to shrimp then? Uh, the king, uh, yeah. the king. Because um, I need to face the challenges three years without any income. <laughs> so you thought, what else can I do? Yeah, what else I can do? Then I have a better cash flow. Right, and then so at the same time, it's good. Mm. For the environment, mm. so I do a lot of studies online. Then end up I come to this uh, a few articles from a new, uh, FAO Food and Agricultural Organization mm. by United States United Nation. Uh, so, according to the research, every one pound of shrimp caught from wow, you need to have. 20 times, that means 20 pounds of the bycatch actually sacrificed because of this one pound. Mm. And then further down, I researched on, uh, there's another report done by uh, University of British Columbia. They done a research saying that every one kilos of the tropical stream landed, uh, there's a bycatch, 10 kilos of bycatch. Yeah, it's discarded because of this. Mm. So uh, the researcher give a Two questions. So whether, where, uh, actually, how we can get the seafood, how we can get stream in this case. Yeah. So one is from from the wild, you catch fish. Mm. So another one is aquaculture. So then come down again and say, is it aquaculture is uh, the best solution for this? So in tropical uh, region like uh, Southeast Asia, People is cutting down the mangrove forest for the stream farm. Mm. So this is one which is not sustainable. Yeah. And then the aquaculture's pollution mm. from the farm. The runoff of the yeah, yeah. is it's just, it's a kind of pollution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is this the sustainable? Right. So when I read on these articles and this research paper, I start thinking, what? could I do to overcome these two major uh, challenges? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm looking at my current dead time resources. My resources, uh, so I check on it. Actually, my farm area is a pending, a bordered quarry, Slika sand quarry. Right, right. So this area is managed now managed by the state government to come out, become a organic food valley. So it's very meaningful and I no need to cut down any mangroves for us. The, the infrastructure to, is yeah, already to build, there. To build our farm as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good. I answer the first, first question for the journal. So the second question, how you manage the aquaculture pollution. Mm. So I think I'm checking research on how I could reduce this uh, pollution from the free farm. That's why I, we come up with a, we call it IMTA, Integrated Multitrophic Aquaculture Practice. So we use uh, probiotics to do the treatments for the stream water. So you will convert the uh, so-called toxin from the aquaculture, the nitrites or ammonia, to become nitrates, which is uh, environmental friendly. So it will bloom the... Uh, Plankton, 
the algae, which become food for the fishes. So I culture milk fish to clean up all this plankton. So it's self-sustaining. Yes. Then, and I put in my oyster to further filter the plankton. <laughs> then the waste become crystal clear, clean water. And I either I discharge to the river, it will be safe for the environment. Huh. Uh, or I can recycle 100% of the uh, discharged water back to our farm. Yeah. Hold that thought. I need to take a short break. <laughs> Folks, I'm in the studio and I'm speaking with uh, Mr. Lowe. He's the founder and managing director of YHL Aquatic. Um, we're talking about aquaculture. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can get us via our U-Mobile WhatsApp number. It is 018-789-8899. We're on X at BFM Radio. You are, of course, tuned in to Open for Business. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Be free, Malaysians. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Good morning and welcome back to Open for Business. It's the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I'm speaking with Mr. Lowe. He's the founder and managing director of YHL Aquatic. Um, I guess one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is when we speak about aquaculture and we speak about, uh, in the past when we spoke about things like fish farming and there has been an issue with uh, pollution, you know, and, and pollution and disease and one thing or another. So there are a lot of people, when we look at stuff like salmon, wild salmon farming, for example, you know, a lot of people avoid farmed salmon nowadays. And I was going to talk to you about sustainability focus and why you decided to be more sustainable. Because there are companies out there, and let's be honest, that don't really care about it being sustainable. They want to make their money, they want to sell their their prawns or, or whatever it is, make their money, and they don't necessarily come, are not necessarily concerned about the environment and sustainability. Why is it important to you? Because that's the reason I'm doing this business. Right. Yeah, I start this business from... A sustainability with, with, standpoint. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, so I, I believe that when, when we take care for the environment... They will take care for your mm. whole business. Mm. So because the water quality, the soil quality is so important to aquaculture business, to any livestock. Yeah. So when you take care for the environment, at the end, we are the one who benefits. Mm. So if we put on funny things or chemicals on the rivers or in our aquaculture's uh, practice, yeah. at the end, you will look, Pol- uh, pollutions. We're the ones that yeah, were in the being we suffering, are, yeah, right? We are yeah. the ones who are suffering. Yes, right. we are right. So other than you having three years almost of no money or thinking that you might not have three years of money, what are some of the, the kind of bigger challenges that you, you came up against? I mean, obviously you have these innovative techniques now mm-hmm. where, um, well, if people want to know, they can just listen back, <laughs> Right. Was this something that you planned? You you knew this. Was, if I do this, this will happen. If I do this, this will happen. Or was it a kind of 
discovery almost. Mm. Actually, when involved in this uh, swim business, we know nothing about swim business. I mean, I don't not even know how to culture swim. Right. But I start from uh, I, me myself, together with another two of my team member. Uh, we go into a consider leaders in Malaysia swim farming. I go to their farm. It's very good that accept us uh, to to train mm. in their farm. Mm. So from there we get experience, mm. and then I I get some of the uh, students uh, doing their internship in that company, and then they are willing to follow me and uh, to kickstart my 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 own farm. Mm. Uh, in this arrow, so we we start from the flat land, and then uh, this group of uh, so called intern from Polytechnic start from zero. Mm. Yeah, we work together, we plan together on the piece of land that I have during that time. Ten, only ten acres, so we start from very small and we know nothing. Yeah, and then step by step, we we gain experience. So, so when you say challenges. I always believe challenges is uh, uh, when you are not good at that. When you are at that point, you are not good at this that issue. It becomes your challenges. Mm. When you look back, it is like actually it's an opportunity to us. Mm. When you overcome the challenges, you become greater. Mm. Yeah, this is what my uh, in my philosophy. Mm. So uh, from very beginnings. I don't have the knowledge how to do stream farming. It's the biggest challenges. I need to acquire the knowledge. And then after that, how to construct and build the farm uh, in a sustainable way and practical. You sound like one of those people who refuses to be defeated, you know? If this doesn't work, I will find a way around it. If this doesn't work, I will find a different way around it. You know, uh, challenges keep getting thrown your way, and yet you still find a way to like sidestep them and attack them from a different direction. It should be. That's, that's how we face life. Yeah. 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 This this is what I'm. My responsible in in the company or in my life actually is the same. We are we are solving problem mm. throughout our whole life. Right. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I want to talk to you about money very, mm-hmm. very quickly, just before we, we take another break. Mm-hmm. Something like this, when you're, you're starting off very small, uh, but you know it needs research, right? Did you, was it all self-funded from your, your other ventures? Did you, everything was, you didn't apply for loans, you didn't speak to uh, VCs or investors or anything like that? <laughs> Initially, it's all self-funded. Right. It's impossible for you to get VC involved in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you are too small. I have no experience, no track records. They, they talk to you like the, the agriculture people did. The fisheries did. Boy, don't do this. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so self-funded. I'm, I'm so lucky because of the... I'm coming from an unpopular industry, yeah. oyster, yeah. which I become the... Uh, I become the pioneer yeah. in the industry. So I managed to get the BioNexus status I mentioned before. Yeah. So I managed to get a soft loan from the government. Uh, mm. So that is my initial funding. And now you're, you're profitable? Yes, yes. Happily profitable, comfortably yeah. profitable? Start from the second year. Start from the yeah, second year. We are year. now in the fifth year. Wow. 
Okay, we need to take another short break. Folks, I'm in the studio with Mr. Lowe. He is the uh, managing director and founder of YHL Aquatic. Um, he's sharing a story with me. Uh, very, very interesting stuff. He's a, a bit of a pioneering venture. When we come back, um, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about market expansion, I think. Uh, loss mitigation is something that I want to talk to him about as well. But of course, if you have any questions for us, get us via our U-Mobile WhatsApp number, 018-789-8899. We're on X as well, at BFM Radio. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Binge-friendly movies. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Open for Business, the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I'm speaking with Lo Yuan Heng, the founder of YHL Aquatic. Um, we're speaking about agriculture and high-quality seafood. Now, uh, in, in an industry like aquaculture, it, it's, it's volatile, right? How do you make sure that you mitigate risks and manage potential losses? Because if you've got a whole bunch of king prawns and king oysters and fish all in one space, you know, things like disease could spread very quickly. And if things are not looked after properly, you could lose the entire, you know, and then, and then yes. you're stuck. What, yes. what happens in that kind of situation? How do you prevent that from happening? Yes. Uh, as you mentioned, aquaculture is a very challenging uh, business. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think two uh, most critical uh, challenges. One is from the natural disaster. Mm. So flood, yeah. like in Malaysia, every year's raining seasons, uh, you've, you need to face it. Mm. So how to overcome this? Actually very simple location selection. Yeah. If you select a good location, then you can avoid this. So another thing is, uh, another challenges is the disease. Stream is uh, very simple uh, animals that do not have a very good immune system that you have no chance to, actually it's, it's a waste for you to put in medicines for stream to overcome the disease. Mm. So the only way you can do is to do prevention. So, uh, from me, from my point of view, I think there's four critical issues that uh, cause the disease. So first is the the seed, the post larvae you have, whether it's from the secure source. So we are so lucky. Now we become the first Malaysia-based company that we have the so-called nucleus technology. Uh, that means we can produce our grandparents' stock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So from the very upstreams of the industry, so we can parent, we had, we can have our own parent stock, own brew stock, and our own post larvae. That means the baby stream. Yeah. So from, so we we eliminate these factors from the the post larvae from the seed seeding issue. So second is the location. So where where you get your water source. This is very important. Then, do you surround it by others, uh, industrial waste or others uh, farm 
pollution. Mm, mm. So this is very important as well. So you are good, not enough. You alone are good, not enough. You make sure your neighbors are all good. If you are taking the river's water, that means the blackish water, so everyone is sharing the same water source and they're discharged mm. to the same river. Mm. That's the biggest uh, cross-contamination uh, mm. issue. Mm. So we are so lucky, our areas, we have no river. We are direct, uh, we built a sea wheel connecting a pipe 800 meters away from the seaside. So let the sea water flow in to our, our farm. Directly in. Directly. So we are getting a very clean and uh, far enough and uh, rich in trace minerals, mm. uh, seawater. Mm. So this is perfect uh, source of water mm. to us. And we can get it 24 hours a day. Mm. Anytime you want, need a water, you can pump in. So water source, very important. Then what else? Your management, your farm management is very important. So to have a good farm management, you need to have good infrastructure. So more heavy investment mm. for, for this kind of uh, infrastructure you build for, to take care for this uh, stream or any aquaculture products. So this you need to invest. You have a good management, then no problem. Mm. Then the final one is uh, your HR, your human resources. Mm. So you must have a well-trained team. Then they are open-minded. They're willing to learn. And then they will take care for the environment. Mm. They're mm. Not, they are environmental consciously, mm. are conscious. So to me, this is the four factors. Since you take control on these four, so yeah, I can say it's mostly... The disease problem you can you can prevent. Environment first, profit second. Is that a philosophy that you? Adopt? When you do the right things, the profit will, it will go to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Can we talk a little bit about your expansion plans? I mean, like you said, you started off from oysters. You're now into king prawns. What What are you going to do next? A bigger <laughs> farm, more farms. Yeah. Uh, as I said last year, we are focused on going upstream. We, because we face the challenges for post larvae, safe mm. and good quality post larvae. So we we go deep into upstream for controlling our own rootstock, our own post larvae. So this year, we're going to further expand. Yeah, we just completed our third phase of the farm. So our current capacity can go up to 2,000 tons uh, a year. So the coming one, we will go to the frozen plant in this year. So frozen plant and we will kickstart a ecotourism projects. So another one is the uh, expansion for my fourth phase. So what, what's the fourth phase? More more farm, more, more ponds. More, more farm, more <laughs> ponds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bigger farm, more ponds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when, when I speak to business owners um, and people who have a plan, not everybody has a plan, you know, and I think that's okay for a lot of people. Do you, uh, when you first got into doing this, all right, you said you wanted to do a business that didn't compete with your former boss and you wanted to do something that was unconventional. Is this where you saw yourself back then doing what you're doing now? Did you kind of see yourself in 10 years, this is what I want to be doing? Or has it kind of taken a path that 
Yeah, you are linking all the dots in yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. But uh, since uh, 2018, when I kickstart my, uh, set up the holding company, which is called Wai Xiao Foods, mm. and then the concept of uh, integrated uh, aquaculture changes come come to my mind. So mm. so I'm now I'm building like like the buzzer, put in all the necessary uh, uh, compartment to to mm. this integrated mm. chains. So uh, initially when I not even I'm not even f- complete my first phase of the stream farm, I'm talking this to others, people think I'm crazy. Mm. Yeah, they they're not even understand, not even can can produce a single stream. Mm. Now you're talking you are doing the uh, whole integrated change. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit too far for that. Mm. But n- now when I'm talking the same things Yeah, people start to believe, right? Because we go to the almost uh, the up, up, the most upstream, and then we now move to the downstream, and we start to explore in the uh, smart farming. Yeah, we we kickstart smart farming in this year, so we're going to have a exhibition in in local to promote our own system as well. We will have the uh, the retails uh, B to C directs. Uh, Direct to the consumer. Yeah, using our brand. Yeah. Uh, what What in my mind now is, I want consumer to choose our brand when they they want to buy stream. Yeah, this is my end targets. I hope people when people think about stream, they think about YHL. Mm. They're buying the sustainable stream mm. because we actually we put in a lot of efforts, higher cost definitely. If we cannot differentiate. The quality of our stream with others in the wholesale market is really a waste. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. And our stream actually is we can eat it raw mm. in a sashimi grade. Mm. Straight away, catch from the pot. Yeah, you can eat it raw, and mm. so in terms of quality wise, yeah, we we have the confidence. Yeah, this this product we take it so precisely and. It's great to share to mm. everyone. So the B 2 C ch- channels, yeah, is, it will be our focus in uh, these coming years as well. Yeah. Mr. Lowe, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah. Thank you, folks. I've been speaking with Mr. Lowe. He is the uh, co-founder and managing director of YHL Aquatic, uh, sharing his uh, story behind his uh, venture. If you missed any part of this show, um, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the podcast. It's available on the BFM app or wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Stick around, of course. We do have Resource Center coming up after these messages here on BFM eighty-nine point nine, the Business Station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.